Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little college football right now with Mark Zinno. You can find him on Twitter, Mark Zinno. And he joins us right now here on BetMGM tonight. He's with SportsGrid. Mark, thanks for giving us a couple minutes, man. How you doing tonight? Gentlemen, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. And Quentin, you make sure you tell my good buddy Jimmy Patsos that I said hello. I absolutely will. Coach Patsos <laughs> is a legend. So anybody that mentions him off the introductory sentence, you're a great guy. I know that. I love Coach Patsos. Yeah, JP is my boy. So Nice. Nice. Mark, taking a look at the uh, SEC this year, the championship odds, we could start there over at BetMGM right now. Again, the overwhelming favorite, Alabama minus 165. Uh, I like Georgia this year, but I wish I was getting a better price, plus 230. A lot of people that we've had on so far are down on Alabama. Obviously, they lose a lot, but it's Alabama. When you replace a five-star, you replace them with another five-star. What are your thoughts on Bama heading into the season? I mean, what's the reason to be down on Alabama? Like I'm not a hundred percent sure why anybody would be down on them. First of all, their defense is returning. I think 10 of 11 starters, like it's insane how good they're going to be defensively. Now everyone wants to focus on the offensive side of the ball. And look, they're going to have some transition at quarterback, right? Bryce Young is going to take over, but the difference between Bryce Young and Mac Jones, when you really start to look at this closely, isn't going to be all that much. Could you say that the difference between Steve Sarkeesian and now Bill O'Brien is a lot? Maybe, but I would tell you, Bill O'Brien, as bad of an NFL coach as he was, he at least got the scheme for Deshaun Watson. So it's not like he doesn't understand what to do with this quarterback. You know, when they went through this transition last time, getting away from that pocket passer to the mobile guy, you know, it was it was tough because they didn't have the, the, the schemer to do it. Now they have the schemer to do it. Now they have the quarterback to do it. And I think you'll be surprised how well Bryce Young is going to play. Um, look, there's not a smart bet in the SEC right now. You're not getting any value on Alabama. I don't think Georgia is worth the two-to-one price that you're getting yeah. uh, just because chances are, and I hope nobody in Atlanta is listening, they're probably going to dump a game to somebody they're not supposed to. The only way Georgia assures themselves a spot in the college football playoff is if they head into the SEC championship game undefeated. Is that going to happen? Maybe, but um, I would tell you that the chances are against it because Kirby has dropped. Kirby Smart has dropped a game every year except for one, the year they went to the national title game. So I, I just – I am I, – I, I don't know that there's a bet in the SEC I would make. I have a hard time trusting uh, A&M with Jimbo Fisher. I know they're a sexy pick, but it's yeah. not something that really at this point in time I believe they're good enough to beat Alabama. I mean, LSU could be very, very interesting. I think their offense will be back this year. How good is their defense going to be? You're getting a decent price with those guys, at least to win the SEC West. You know, LSU's plus 1,600, so I like the number there. But, you know, depending on where you look, obviously. But I just – I don't know. Um, The only other thing I I know about the SEC West this year, guys, that I will tell you right now is death taxes and Ole Miss overs. Uh, Lane (laughs) Kiffin is going to try to score 55 points in every single game again, especially early on. The opening under against uh, Louisville, I think I saw was 74, hammering the over hammering that number because, I mean, he's going to try to put up 50 every week. We know he's an offensive mind. We know that he certainly can score. He's got his, his quarterback returning. This is a team that put up, I think, 45 on Alabama last year mm-hmm. on a really good defense. They're going to score a score a ton. So Ole Miss overs, take him to the hill. Mark, thank you for joining us here at BetMGM tonight. Quinn Mayo, Ryan Horvath. We're joined by Sports Grid college football specialist expert Mark Zeno. Can we switch to the Big 12 
uh, really quickly. Oklahoma, right now at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the only sportsbook they pay me to say that. Oklahoma, minus 175 favorites who win the conference. Right after them, Iowa State, plus 275. Then Texas, nine, plus 900. What is your outlook on the Big 12? Is Oklahoma worth the chalk, of course? I mean, it is Oklahoma. Or do you see any other value picks within that conference? I mean, I could take a flyer on Oklahoma State. Uh, if their offense returns to form last year, they had one of their worst scoring offenses uh, that they've had in the last decade or so, uh, comparatively speaking to what they normally did around 40 points a game. Mike Gundy gets his quarterback back. They have a lot of starters returning offense. They need some help at wide receiver. But again, it's sort of a similar situation. Oklahoma is the clear favorite. Now, Iowa State seems like a sexy pick, and a lot of people have been saying a shot at a title run is possible for the Iowa State Cyclones. Remember, last year was the, just the third time in school history that they exceeded eight wins. Yeah. Is that where you're going to put your money? <laughs> Probably not. Not enough consistency for me, and especially depending on the price where you're getting it, you know, I mean, I mean, plus 250, plus 235, whatever it is, plus 270. It's just, I don't know. Uh, it's not terrible odds, guys. It's not a terrible number, but I don't get a good feeling about Matt Campbell's squad being able to duplicate what they did last year. There was a lot of things about last year that we're going to look at and go, well, they did this last year, but you got to remember it was a COVID year. Not everybody played the same amount of games. The schedules were all jacked up. It was just, I, I think if you're looking for trends or you're looking for sort of any sort of analysis from last year, you can't put too much stock into a lot of things you see from teams that don't have a pedigree. You know, I mean, Texas has a pedigree. They're not going to be good again. I mean, <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian has his hands full. It's not a complete rebuild. He's got a quarterback situation. He's got to resolve, but I, I just don't see them being able to be consistent enough at this point in time to overtake Oklahoma. And one more point on, on Iowa State, guys. Let's just say, for argument's sake, they happen to beat Oklahoma during the regular season. Would you be willing to bet that they'll do it twice in the mm. same season in the Big 12 championship game? I highly doubt it, right? Like, I just don't see it unfolding that way. I could be wrong, but that's why I just have a hard time putting the money on I'd rather just take 100 bucks on a flyer in Oklahoma State and hope for the best. Yeah, no, and I'm with you, Mark. And the thing that uh, sucks is I actually love Matt Campbell, and I love Iowa State, and I even like Brock Purdy. But, I mean, Oklahoma, we like make the same case against Oklahoma every year. Well, they're going to score a bunch of points. We know what Lincoln Riley's offense is going to be, but they don't play any defense. Now the thing is, and again, I agree with you, you can't really – take into account last year because it was a COVID year. You never knew who was going to be out there. But Oklahoma is actually pretty tough defensively, too. What are your thoughts on Texas with the new coaching staff this year? Not for winning the conference, but just how competitive are they going to be? They're 9-1 to one to win the uh, Big 12. But what do you think they're going to look like this year? Well, I, I think you're going to see a dramatically different offense. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian is one of the top minds in college football, and he's got to close the gap with – uh, Oklahoma, but between Casey Thompson and Hudson card, yeah. you know, they're both talented kids. Um, and, and they return four of their five starters on the offensive line. Of course, Sam Cosme goes to the, goes to the NFL. How are they going to fix that? But they need some playmakers at wide receiver. Like they just don't have anybody on the outside that really scares you. I mean, B. John Robinson, their running back is the guy that you're always going to look to, but it, it, are you going to win the big 12 by running the ball consistently? I mean, Sarkeesian's going to spread things out. Now, could he get Bijan Robinson involved in the passing game more? I think so. Uh, I think there's a chance that, that uh, you know, defensively they could start to be a little bit better. There's talent on the defensive side of the ball. There's no doubt about it. Their, their, their front seven should rank up at the top near the Big 12. But still, uh, I think this team 
has a talent gap and a coaching gap in order to catch up to Oklahoma. Absolutely. Going back to Oklahoma real quick, Spencer Rattler is obviously the real deal. He's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Every quarterback in that system does, but he's 8-1 to one to win the Heisman. Any value you see, I know it's early, like JT Daniels is 12-1. to one. Um, Brock Purdy, I forgot where he's at. Oh, 40 to, 40 to 1 right now. Any value besides anybody but Spencer Rattler? I don't see it, but again, you know, it's weird. I, when, when it comes to the Heisman, I usually wait till like yeah. week three to start looking at the lines and, and, and the odds for where they are. Get two or three games under your belt and watch how things go. I mean, I, and just this is just being in Georgia here. I'm here in Atlanta. Remember, Jake Fromm was like the third best quarterback, you know, favorite, third favorite to win the Heisman when he started his final year at Georgia. And look at the year that he had. It was awful. Like he, he didn't, he didn't even deserve to like walk past the Heisman after the year that he had. So I, I, it's hard to really put anything on the bets this early. I think Rattler would be a good bet because, as you know, look, they've scored 40 points for six consecutive years at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley is probably one of the top offensive minds, if not the best, you know, play caller in college football at this point in time. That's a level of consistency. As far as JT Daniels is concerned, you know, again, I, I am wait and see. I know he's got the talent to do it, but Kirby Smart has yet to put together an offense that looks like a 2020. 2021 offense, right? Like we, yeah. we just, they don't spread it out. They don't throw the ball. It's RBU. They run the ball a lot. And while it works and it wins you games in the SEC against Vanderbilt, and it's good enough to beat Florida. You're not getting over Alabama without being able to throw the football and have a quarterback who runs around and, and is dynamic. So I have a hard time trusting him. And yes, is Purdy not a bad bet? No, because all things considered, if you look at the track record of Oklahoma State and the way Mike Gundy runs things, yeah, they usually score. Last year, again, was a down year for them offensively. They've got to get right and got to get back. So uh, that's uh, probably too much of a flyer to put money on. But, yeah, Rattler probably would be the safest bet for me at this point preseason. But I probably won't look at Heisman odds again until after the first two or three weeks. Mark, do you have any favorites um, in terms of win totals across all of college football for us or any teams that you really like that are not getting enough attention or vice versa, a team that's maybe getting too much love and you're all the way out or just completely fading them? I mean, I think, I think NC State uh, over six and a half wins is really appealing. Um, they're going to be better than people think. And it's the ACC. So throw out Clemson, right? After that, it's wide open as far as the rest of, of that conference and, and their ability to win games. You know, again, SEC, uh, NC State, rather, they seem to get underrated, but they play a good brand of football. And when you go up and down their schedule, it's not really impossible for them to get six wins. I mean, yes, they have two games in the beginning of the year, one against Mississippi State. It's an SEC team. Could they beat them? Yeah, because Mississippi State going to be bad, although it's going to be fun to watch Mike Leach coach that team. Yeah. Um, and, and they play Clemson early on. But you're talking about games against Louisiana Tech, um, you know, Florida State, big question mark there, Wake Forest, Syracuse, North Carolina for senior day. I mean, after Clemson and North Carolina, there's a lot of wins on that schedule. And it shouldn't be tough for them to get to seven and be a bowl team. You know, I really think that they're, they're kind of underrated in that sense. I, I have my eyes on NC State and over six and a half wins. Mark, over or under one and a half SEC teams in the college football playoff next year? <laughs> now I'm taking the under. You know, I've been asked this question like three times in the last week. Yeah. Um, the college football playoff committee is, is always going to look for diversity. And the only way they get in, again, is if Georgia ends up undefeated in the national champion, in the SEC championship game, rather against Alabama, who's undefeated. That's the only way it happens. Look, I know Alabama and LSU got in 
when Alabama didn't get to the SEC championship game. But that's the rare spot where you have a team that is better than Alabama coming out of the West, which you're not going to see this year. Um, and Alabama's only loss is to that better team, right? Like that's the only other way it happens. And so nobody in the SEC West is as good defensively as Alabama is, and they're going to choke everybody out from that standpoint. And I just have a hard time trusting that Georgia won't slip up. And that's any, and Clemson, the Clemson game doesn't even count as a slip up, guys, right? Because it's non-conference, but also you're losing to Clemson, who's going to walk back to the college football playoff again this year. So it's not really a slip up. I'm talking about a slip up against either Florida or another SEC team that just frankly isn't isn't that good. And if they head into the college, if they head into the SEC with two losses on their schedule, one to Clemson, which I don't necessarily know that's going to happen, and one to somebody else. They've got to win that thing to get in, but no team has ever made it with two losses. So I'd take the under. I'll take the under all day long uh, and, and ride it out through the end of the year. Love it, man. Um, so we only got about one more minute, Mark, and I'm embarrassed to admit this. Even after an appearance in the college football playoff, but I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, your thoughts on them heading into the season? I love them defensively, but I do not trust them on the offensive side of the ball this year. Not that I did last year with Ian Book. No, well, I mean, Ian Book, what, what did he start, 117 games in college yep. um, and still only won about 55% of them, so it's a little bit of a head-scratcher there from that standpoint. But, you know, I mean, Notre Dame, they're going through a transition. There's a lot of teams in college this year that are going through quarterback transitions. It's really weird, um, all things considered. But there's a lot of, of, of major programs that are switching quarterbacks, and it's always pause for concern. You know, how will Brian Kelly react? How much is the system going to change? What is this quarterback going to be able to do? And ultimately, for a team like Notre Dame, like how much do you trust their defense to be able to carry them in spots where their offense isn't all that good? They're still going to play a mostly ACC schedule, so could they end up feasibly with 10 wins? Yeah, they could. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but that includes beating good teams like USC, and they're another question mark out in the Pac-12. Clay Hilton's got his hands full, but I think they could be better than people are giving you credit for. Nice. Um, and they've got to win some other games. What's that? Oh, I just said nice, man, because obviously people give me a hard time. I mean, there's like, I know like two other Notre Dame fans on this planet. One of them is my grandfather. So anytime they lose or get smoked, especially by Alabama or Clemson, I have to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be wagering on Notre Dame early. No. Uh, it's wait and see for me. Let, let them get a couple of games under their belt. Um, and, and real quick, guys, I know I only got like 30 seconds, but Look at week one, or week zero, rather. I still am struggling to see how Georgia Tech is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite over yep. anybody. I get it's Northern Illinois, but this is a game i got to do a little more research on and capital a little bit better. But that number jumped out at me. I, just look at this game and tell me why you think Georgia Tech is 17-and-a-half points better than anybody. Mark, I love it, man. We're going to have you on before week one if you're able to do it. That's Mark Zinos. Check him out, Sports Grid. Thank you, Mark. Great stuff right there. 